Hi, I'm Polina. And I'm Peter. Welcome to Tap Into the Extraordinary podcast, the accountability circle for go-getters, overachievers, and big dreamers. Join us as we discover what it takes to tap into the extraordinary. Hello, everyone. Yeah, hi, how, how are you? How, how are things going? Yeah, things are good. It's been a very successful week at work. Um, life has been a bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. But of course, it can, you know, not there's always one thing that goes wrong. Like you can never have it all good. There's always mm-hmm. one area falling behind. So like my personal life has been a bit of a mess. And just life, like I booked a trip to Bulgaria thinking I'm going to be in quarantine and then it turns out they just took off quarantine <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did so much planning it was literally like planning a military operation uh, like where do I need to quarantine who's staying there who's not um and all of that like has literally gone out the window now so I'm like okay then I guess no one needs to quarantine no one needs to do anything uh-huh. um so yeah, it's been an interesting week of like ups and downs, definitely. And I think going into today's recording, um, I wasn't necessarily particularly excited about it. Like we have to be raw and tell the truth. So I was really struggling. Even two hours before the recording, I was messaging my friends saying like, oh my God, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this today and like how I'm going to be excited talking about personal development on a day that I particularly feel low uh-huh. or I want until this but I actually think this is probably going to make me feel better because it's something I'm excited about and passionate about uh-huh. but literally until two hours before that I was did not know how I'm going to do this podcast today and how I'm going to um, pass on positivity and energy to others but I think these are the days that are a testament of how committed you are to your goals. Like mm-hmm. you can't just do it on the good days. You have to like push through on the bad days as well. And today is definitely a bad day, but we are here. We're pushing through it. And even just being like talking to you, like before we started recording has already like lifted my spirit. So you just push through it guys. Like it's worth it. It is worth it. Yeah. Uh, and, how- yeah. Look, guys, welcome to the show, all right? Because this is, so when we talk about accountability circle, we're, I, don't, I can't remember what episode this is now. This is either four or five. But yeah. we're, we're now getting into the, the, motor, the motive, the, the motion, the meat and bones of, what, of our goal here. And when we say accountability circle, it's not just about goals, it's about picking you up as well. Because I said it, I think it was on episode one. Like, forgive the language, but things are going to be shit. And when they are, this is where you're going to get that little bit of a pick-me-up. And yeah, you're right, Melina. You and I were talking before we press record on this and just kind of chopped it up a little bit. I think we spent probably about an hour just talking because my yeah. week my week hasn't been much better. I pushed some stuff because there were things outside of my control and it's frustrating and it's like, oh my God, I can't now crack on with something else because this other thing's been pushed back that I've just been busy throughout today and people saying they're going to do stuff, they're not doing it. And it's like, I've just wasted all this time because you couldn't say no. And it's like, come on. But at the end of the day, I think you just got to keep remembering what you're doing and obviously learning, learning from things. So certainly from all of the people that I've spoken to this week about coaching and all this kind of stuff that are like, oh yeah, 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 we'll do it. But then don't, I've got learning. I've got things that I've learned from that. 
and things that yeah. I'm going to change next week when I'm speaking to other people around these things. Because ultimately, time is in, is is infinite, right? Well, it's finite. It's infinite. It's an infinite resource, but it's finite for me. I don't have yeah. enough time in the day, so I don't have time to be wasted. So yeah, yeah, it's one of those weeks. But I think it's important to talk about it because we've talked about this in previous episodes. You're not going to feel motivated every day. But if you commit to it and keep up with your commitments, like even just doing it, you will feel much better because you're like, you know what? I'm not actually betraying myself or I'm keeping the commitments I made to myself, which is I'm passionate about this. I do want to create an accountability circle for others. And I will be letting myself down, first of all, but also others by... Mm -hmm doing the podcast today we could have cancelled there because we both had not so great weeks but i think actually keeping the commitment and sticking with it has immediately made me feel better so you're not going to feel motivated every week but just keep at there yeah but um we're going to start with accountability aren't we yes indeed okay and can't wait to hear how you did with your goals all right so this is where everybody again accountability is really important and this is where you get to check your list from last week so last last week's show um so how did i do i had two things on my list from last week um Indeed. one of them was basically around the whole marketing campaign um and the, the, what we're going to do with the charity getting a, a good video shot and produced and ready to go for next monday and unfortunately, yep. that completely went out the window because there were just other things that just didn't come off, waiting for confirmations of people who are going to be available for the video shoot, um, where we're going to shoot, bearing in mind we've got lockdown at the moment. Um, yep. and I was literally, I was supposed to go down yesterday on Thursday, and we were waiting at like seven o'clock on the Wednesday evening. And I'm just like, this is it's too, it's too late. I don't like going into something, not having not planned or not knowing what I'm doing. Maybe yeah. that's just me being a perfectionist and being a little bit of a control freak, but I just can't rock up somewhere and just see how it goes. No, I like, I yeah. want it to look great. So I was like, mm. look, let's just do it next Thursday. So that entire thing is now being pushed to next Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. And that's when we're going to try and get the video out. So essentially the marketing uh, plans for that, I'll push back another week because of that. Okay. Um, so yeah, okay. that's a that's a carry forward for this week um, for me. And then the second one was on the whole meditation um, thing. I did. Yeah, this is the one I can no way to hear how you got on. Yeah, I did get calm. Um, I think meditated like, was it three or four times this week, um, and it was good. It was actually it helped me massively because normally when I wake up in the morning, I'm tired, right? And I I check like my bank and emails yeah. and do some like admin tidy up first thing in the yeah. morning but i made sure that i did that first and okay. it definitely kind of like settled me into like the routine it cleared my head definitely yeah. for the first part, yeah. first part of the day what i do need to do though is i need to try and make sure that i carried out through the day so for example on monday really really helped me massive i felt calm like walking on cloud nine then as the day as i got into the day it was like, oh my God, Jesus. it was just frantic all over again. And I need to find a way of actually maybe getting some time in the afternoon just to kind of like reset um, yeah. and maintain kind of like a balance. Yeah. I think with such long days as well, like the ones that you do uh, in recent weeks, that would definitely help because I find the same thing. Like I would meditate in the morning uh, and then by the afternoon, I would be like, 
I, I forgot I ever meditated because mm-hmm. it's so crazy. So it's if you can find even like three to five minutes to just like sit still and like do like box breathing, what they call, or just mm-hmm. meditate again through the app, like it would help massively because you do need to recalibrate. Like our days are so long. Like if you wake up early and you work until like midnight, like you do on a regular that is so many hours in the day there's no chance a 10 minute meditation can sustain you Mm. so it's if you have the time like just try to prioritize three minutes five minutes that's literally a walk to the kitchen and back like uh, where you just recalibrate and like gather your mind together because i think it just helps even like from productivity point of view and like just as you said, being at peace and feeling like everything is under control because when you're stressed, you feel like everything's out of control and everything's going crazy and it's moving too fast. And like, it it just feels overwhelming at times. And I think meditation gives you that moment to like calm down and like put things in perspective. What about you? How how have you got on with your your task? Okay. Uh, Did you want to read them out for me? Yes. So you had... You had meal plan and nutrition down. Yeah, I have actually stuck to it. Uh, so in the previous episode, we just spoke about how I spoke to a nutritionist and got mm-hmm. personalized meal plan that's suitable for my body type and how, and that's just something I'm trying to be better at, like eat better and eat healthier. And I have actually stuck to it. So I went shopping and bought all the right foods, the only things that I can eat basically. And then just stuck to it for the rest of the week. I think I only had one cheat meal. So um, it's been good. I definitely see the benefits from it. I do feel lighter. uh, And I don't feel like... The one thing about bad food is the more you eat, the more you feel like you're constantly hungry. It does have that addictive thing that Mm -hmm. plays on your brain. Like all the sugars and all the like fats. That's play on your brain. And it makes you feel like you can eat more than you need to and it makes mm-hmm. you want more often well i've noticed that now i'm eating much healthier but i'm only eating like twice a day and i still feel fine i still feel full so i'm mm-hmm. not like thinking about foods the way i used to before so it's definitely like yeah it's something i'm happy i have stuck with it'll be interesting to see how i keep that going when i'm in bulgaria I'm and sure. my- <laughs> when you've got home cooking mom's cooking <laughs> oh. My grandma is a professional chef and she lives with us and she would literally ask you every five minutes, what do you want to eat? What uh-huh. do you want to eat? So I will be at home working at home with her. So <laughs> wish me luck, guys, because this is going to be the real testament again of my willpower uh-huh. <laughs> to stick to healthy eating when she's just trying to spoil you because she sees you once a year. <laughs> yeah. 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 At the same time, though, you do have to give yourself some allowances, though, right? Because if, you if you've not seen your family for a while, uh, you have to yeah. obviously spend time with family and uh, give yourself that allowance as well. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I am aware of that. So I think I might just try to like still keep up my exercise regime and as much as possible food, but be aware that I may have more than one cheat meal a week because. If you know anything about Bulgarians, you know we are all about foods and there's <laughs> every gathering or every meeting. So it's hard to stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually rude if you turn down food. So, yeah, yeah, well, it's the, same, it's the same in my culture as well. You don't say no to food. If people offer you food and you say no, it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. it's no, no. Yeah. Like, no. You, you offer food, away. you accept it. <laughs> yeah, it's hospitality. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Um, and then the other goal of mine, I think, was to complete at least two to three online courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, course of my master's. Um, I actually did one and a half. As I said before, okay. bearing in mind, like three to four hours long, each mm-hmm. one of them. So I have basically done like six hours this week um, outside of work hours. And it's halfway to my target for the week. Uh, and next week, I'm going to be honest, it's not going to be much better because I'll be planning for my trip to Bulgaria and it's a bit crazy. But after that, once I'm in Bulgaria, I will naturally have a lot more free time. So I am hoping to really, really make progress on it. Perfect. And you had um, fully submitting or uploading your university. Uh, <laughs> so I tried to submit and upload it this week. I went on the website and the link wasn't working. So the same day that I tried to upload it, I also got an email saying, you know, like here is your road uh, to uh, four weeks to submission or something like that. I was like, what do you mean four weeks to submission? So I reached out to the Institute and it turned out that there was a technical glitch on their website. So it was showing that my submission date is the 22nd of July, when really it's the 19th of August. <laughs> <laughs> so what that means is I have finished my assignment two months early. <laughs> good, good. Now I'm done. I'm just trying to figure out a way of submitting it potentially through them earlier because the portal only opens a week before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll potentially still be submitting it earlier, but it's done. It's ready on my end i literally just need to like attach to an email and send it over so that would actually also give me extra time to do online courses because it's a perfect opportunity for me to like do as many as possible so when time starts i can only focus on that and i don't need to do online training good so not fully completed i mean definitely on my side i'm like half i did half of what i was supposed to but Mm -hmm. progress nonetheless um yeah yeah so i think you know i guess we can be harsh and call each other out. I mean, I would, I can't do anything about the fact that the charity is not ready. I mean, I could have, exactly. I could have just gone down there yesterday and done something that might have been okay, maybe a little bit subpar, but mm. I do want it to be right. So I think yeah. it's okay. No, I definitely think like, especially when it comes to working with other people, it's, and that is your goal. It's really hard to, like as much as I can say you can do your best to do it, like I would be the same as you and I wouldn't want to do like anything other than my best work. So um, it's tricky. And that is one of the risks of like collaborating and working with others. But there's no, like, I mean, there'll be so many things in life that you have to do that involve other people. And you always have to like add a buffer of timing of when do you need things done for that mm-hmm. reason, because you are coordinating and working with others. And as self-sufficient as a lot of overachievers are, you mm-hmm. cannot do everything by yourself and you shouldn't. So yeah. there will always be that issue of you may have to push back goals or um, achievements because of other people being unavailable to do it at a certain time, which yeah. is so because you are still making progress. You still have a plan. Um, and I feel like you have, I'm really happy that you did the meditation because I feel like that was key and you'll hopefully be a game changer for you. But yeah, I feel like it hasn't been the greatest of week, but we have made a pro- we've made progress. A little uh, bit of progress, you know. and that's important. A little bit of progress is always important. It's yeah. better than none whatsoever. So, you know, if you are yeah. listening to this and you're ticking things off your list, if you have completed everything, you should give yourself a massive pat on the back. Well and done. You, 
yeah, well, really big, well done. And, but if you haven't, then you're going to be in the same camp as we are at this point in time for this particular week. And um, just, you know, take a step back. You've made a little bit of progress, but I think for me next week, I'm carrying things over for next week. And I've got um, a couple of other things I'm going to add on at the end of this podcast that I have to actually get through. Um, And it does involve me working with other people. So I need to bear that in mind as well. But these are things that are important to my plans going forward that I get need to get a move on quickly. Mm. Okay. We shall cover that in, in a few minutes when we talk about the next week, but before we get there, today's topic of the podcast (laughs) is based off a book that I recently finished. Um, so I am very certain that a lot of people have already read this, but it's Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, which is an absolute classic and essential book for everyone to read because I feel like if you are into personal development, if you are into thinking, thinking, growing rich, or you're thinking anything remotely related to that, you need to read the book because it's a classic and there's a reason why it's a classic like a lot of what you read would resonate with you but I also feel like it's one of those no bs books that just says how it is like without sugarcoating it too much so when I was reading the book one of the chapters in it was covering the 30 major causes of failure according Mm -hmm. to the so he has done loads of studies into successful people and what makes them successful and it's got like tons and tons of examples of successful people that he has studied and their behavior. Uh, and that's how he came up with the list of the 30 major causes of failure. And we thought it would actually make for a really interesting topic to go through the list, pick our top 10 individually. So we literally just did it before we started recording this. So it's very fresh. Uh, it's not it hasn't taken us days to prepare, so it's going to be very unscripted and honest. Uh-huh. Uh, we both picked our top 10 out of the 30 that we think are most relevant to us uh, that may have impacted us negatively at some point in life, whether it has led to failure or it just impacted us negatively. The 10 major causes that we think have pulled us back uh, when we were trying to progress and achieve great things in the past. Uh, and we are both going to talk through them and see if there's any overlaps, actually, because that would be quite interesting. Yeah. So shall we start with our number one? So yeah. not in order of like what's the biggest. It's just we were just going through the list. And we can, if you just Google it, um, the 30 major causes of failure, according to Think and Grow Rich, you can find the full list. We're not going through it now because it's a very extensive list. But if you actually go through it, you will probably be able to relate to 28 to 29 out of the 30. <laughs> yeah, and to, <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, there's a, there's a few on there that are like, huh, really? Um, but interesting nonetheless. And I think when you look at this list, so there's 30 of them all together. When you look at this, I'm sure that there will be a, there will be a big majority of them that will resonate with a lot of people. What I've done yeah. in, in selecting my 10 is either some that I've encountered during my career or during my life and also looking at, well, is it still relevant today? I'm questioning myself on that because I think that's very, very important. Not just has it impacted me, has my mindset shift, but actually am I still kind of susceptible to this thing? So that's how I've said to my, 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 my number 10, my 10, I should say. 
agree. So what was the first one that out of when you were going through the list, what was the first uh, one that you kind of thought resonates with you? Okay, so um, my my number one is number two on the list, and that is a lack of well-defined pur- purpose in life. Okay. So okay. let me just give you a little bit of a, of my headspace around this. So I definitely have had moments in life where I'm like so like focused, that's my goal. And I've just gone after it like a madman, not even kind of thinking about it. But I think sometimes what happens is you get into like an air, an area of comfort. As yeah. you know, I've achieved this barrier now. So you're now at a certain place and you're like, this is good. This is cool. I just want to enjoy this for a bit. And then you yeah. get this comfort zone and you start to coast and it's like, mm. and then it can be very, very hard to then look at the next, right? So where's the next? Where's the next? Yeah. I think I'm kind of in between at the moment. Okay. Where I've okay. been in that area where I've been like comfortable. I've achieved the, some of the, the big stuff that I wanted to achieve. I'm now yeah. looking forward. And yeah. I know what my purpose is, but am I going as hard as it at it as I was back in the day? Not quite yet. Okay. That's interesting. I actually had the same one as my first one. Really? I think, yeah, I did. Because I can definitely think of moments in my life where, as you said, I have been too comfortable and like I just coasted and I didn't necessarily have a specific direction or I had no idea what my purpose in life is. And I would say, I'm not, I mean, I feel like it's, I'm still way too young to say that I 100% know what my purpose in life is, but I have some clarity and direction now compared to probably when I was at university. I think it was such a big push for me to get to the UK and study here and stuff like that. So when I got here and I started my studies in the UK and I adjusted to like moving to a new country that I had never visited before, because it was so much like change, uh, once I got comfortable, I actually enjoyed that comfort a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So much that I was like, there's no rush to do anything more. This is already a law. You have mm-hmm. already done it. So there was that moment. And then I think I had the same thing when I got my first graduate job. It was like, okay, it was such a struggle to get that first graduate job, especially because it was shortly after the 2009 like financial mm-hmm. crisis. I was getting my job so it was such a struggle to get on the graduate scheme that when I got there and I was like it was my first well-paid job and it was very comfortable and I was able to afford more in life uh, and have a better lifestyle I definitely got comfortable for at least like a year or two before I moved to London where I was just like this is it this is great like obviously going from being a student and being poor (laughs) to Mm -hmm. then being you know on the good money coming in yeah loads of perks of the job as well and just knowing that you've overcome that mountain you just get a bit comfortable and stagnant and I think moving to London definitely like stirred up the pot and like made me embrace ambition again Uh, but yeah I can definitely think of moments in my life where I have just coasted without like specific purpose it was more like let's just get through this Mm -hmm. um, through this phase so yeah yeah. it's a a natural position to be and I guess everybody does that and I think the, the biggest challenge is snapping out of it and finding the next push. That's all that mm. what all the top athletes say. They get to this yeah. level of, of success. So, all right, what's next? And finding that often can be very, very challenging. So, yeah. yeah. What, what's on your number two? 
My number two is a lack of self-discipline. I mean, if you don't have that on your list, hats off to you, but I am sure a lot of people will have struggled with this at some point. Uh, and as I said, if you have hats off to you because it's impressive. Uh, it's a, such a basic thing, but I think we have all struggled with it, whether it's self-discipline financially, budgeting, like we've all known that I wasn't always the best financially in maybe my early 20s, um, then self-discipline when it comes to food, I'm trying to be healthier. I haven't always been very self-disciplined when it comes to like my dad uh, and so many, so many other areas of my life. So like, I think self-discipline is so valuable and so important in achieving anything because you have to do things even on the bad days. Mm -hmm. And this is an example of self-discipline and like commitment. They're like, they go hand in hand. You mm -hmm. can't have one without the other. Um, but it hasn't always been that way. There would, if, if we did this a few years ago, maybe it would have cancelled today and yeah. I wouldn't have self-discipline. But now I understand that relationship between committing to something, being self-disciplined and how is that relate, related to being true to yourself without like betraying yourself. Because I think one of the biggest betrayals for me is when I don't keep up my own commitments or my own promises to myself. Mm -hmm. Like that actually like, impacts me emotionally more than when I betray someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying I'm betraying people left, right, and center, but like, if you notice, the times when you feel the most down is usually when you said you would do something and you didn't do it and you feel like you let yourself down. Yeah. So that is the second thing on my list. How about you? My second thing is, is number four out of 30. And that's insufficient okay. education. Okay. And maybe this is just a, like a little bit of an internal battle that I often have. Mm. Is like, I always think, well, do I know everything like to the finer detail? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. constant thirst for, okay, is that right? Is what I, is what I just said correct? And it's yeah. that constant, well, that person knows more than me. So I need to go and find out more. Um, yeah. So that's always been something with me. Then if I flip that on its head, I know a lot of stuff, a lot more detailed than a lot of other people. And people in my industry, when they speak to me, like you're really technically minded thing, whereas others mm -hmm. aren't technically minded. So yeah. and I can explain things, technical things quite simply, which is where okay. my podcast goes really, really well. And the, and the YouTube is yeah. growing really well because I break it down into really simple bite-sized easy to understand bits of information but i've yeah. always got that kind of that inner i need to i need to make sure that i know more than this person over here is what i said there correct is it factual and all this kind of stuff so i don't know if it's a if it's a massive thing right now one of the things that i do want to do is it's been on my radar for the last few years is actually getting to chartered level for my qualifications as financial advisor but I'm not practicing as a financial advisor right now, so it would just be kind of like a vanity thing. But I'm trying to have a look at, well, what else could I do that adds a little bit more kudos to my qualification, if that makes any sense, to the know-how as it works. I don't have a university degree, so, you know, maybe that's where okay. it comes from. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Can I change one of the things on my list? Yeah, of course you can. Of course <laughs> you can. You? Yeah, whilst you're... My next one was lack of resistance. But now mm -hmm. that you spoke through insufficient education, which was the one that you picked just now, 
I can relate. Like, this is why I'm doing my master's right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I applied for a job last year that was very related to the course that I'm doing now, which was in marketing strategy. I didn't get it. It was an internal move. Uh, I still, I'm still working very closely with that person and um, I still help with the marketing strategy. Um, but I didn't get it. And the difference that I saw between that person and me was, apart from the 20 years of experience, which is fair, that teaches you a lot. Uh, and there is no way to fast track that. The one thing that I knew from his resume that I can fast track was the education. Mm-hmm. Like I, that was something I didn't have. And I did a general business management degree, which is great, but it didn't touch on as much detail in like marketing specifically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I know like when I was finishing my bachelor's, um, my family was very pushy because in Bulgaria, if you finish bachelor's, the next thing is you you get a master. They're like mm-hmm. tied together. There's no person that does bachelor's that doesn't do a master. If you mm-hmm. if you push that far in your education, you might as well go another year and get master's. So literally everyone has a master's in Bulgaria. So it was such a big like fight with my family, not so much fight with disagreement because they were like, mm-hmm. well, you've gone so far, just get master's again. And I was like, no, I don't know what I want to do yet. Like business management, you you study a bit of everything, like mm-hmm. and you don't know what you want to do. Um, so I said that I'm going to get into the workplace, get experience. And then if later, years later, I decide there's something specific that I want to specialize in, I will go back and get education. So here I am, like eight years later, like decided to finally do another degree. But it was because of that, because I want to progress and become a CMO as fast as possible. And what I saw as another route of getting there is my education. And as you said, like education has always been something like I am that person who's always going on courses, who's always completing some kind of training. Like, and I think it's, it's a classic overachiever syndrome because I remember even when I was studying for SAT and TOEFL and I would always tell my teachers that I literally feel like the more I study English, the more I don't know it, the more mm-hmm. I realize not speak English <laughs> yeah. and she was the more you know the more you know how much you don't know yeah, like yeah. if you were never opened the book of English then you would never know how much there is to learn but it's because you're going in deep and like trying to learn as much as possible that you know how much more there is out there and I think yeah I can definitely definitely relate to it and hell I'm doing masters because of it right now because yeah. I felt like that was the difference and that was maybe the reason why I didn't get picked for it because yeah. if I had that education, it would look like I have more marketing experience than I do. Yeah. Was well, so that your number three? Uh, that was my number three, yes. Okay. What my number three. Number? What is my number three? My number three is number five on number five on the list, which is the same as yours. Lack of self-discipline. Okay. And I don't think that that's been a consistent issue for me, but it's certainly been an issue momentarily in like little pockets of time like oh, okay. i know i should do something it's like oh, i just don't want to do it or i've not done it because in the back of my mind there's still something that's kind of like mm, no no you're not quite ready i don't know it's that whole procrastination thing that we that we spoke yeah. about um yeah. so that's definitely been an issue for me at some point um the whole self-discipline thing um and that's something that i always have to try and make sure that i've got to check on um, is it still affecting me now? Maybe on some days it's affecting me um, where maybe 
you have to prioritize things to make sure that the discipline kicks in for you to know that you have to do it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely number three for me. What's your number four? Lack of a well-defined power of decision. Okay. What they mean by that is the ability to be firm and quick with making decision without overthinking it and recognizing that you can change course along the way. Mm -hmm. You just make decisions fast. I'm a perfection. I, I used to be a perfectionist and I'm definitely an overthinker. So what that means is you do not take decisions fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you take all the time in the world to evaluate all the options, all the possible outcomes, draw all the SWOT analysis you want, and then make a decision. So that is definitely not something I have always been great at. And whenever I have been pushed to make what I would call a rush decision or a quick decision, has always made me feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But reading that book, I was like, oh, is this a bad thing? Like, are we meant to sometimes just take the leap and then realize that that leap may be wrong and you can adjust course along the way? I think this is what he was trying to emphasize in the book as well. And that's made me rethink the way I maybe make decisions in the future. And it's something that I would definitely consider at least. I'm not saying I'm going to start making rush decisions with everything in my life, but just maybe realize that it's okay to make a decision and then adjust mm -hmm. course. Yeah. The valuable. That makes sense. That makes sense. My number four is number seven on the list, which is on unfavorable environmental influences during childhood. Okay. And that yeah. stems back, I think, to the last episode where I was talking about my brother yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It stems basically from that. And yeah. we talked about the fact that, you know, your inner voices often being those external things that you've heard that then get internalized. That's yeah. where that comes from for me, because I think there's still a big part of me that remembers those days quite, quite a lot, quite very, very clearly, actually. And I've always still got this kind of like voice in the back of my head, like, mm, maybe you should take it, take, take a step back for a minute. This isn't for you. You, you can't do this and you can't do that. That's still, I have to check myself when I think like that though. And um, that's easier said than done um, because yeah. you're, you're going against the grain. You're going against your own, like your mind and it takes some yeah. time to fix, but it's definitely something that I know that I, I've definitely had to deal with in the past. And I think I still deal with to a certain extent right now. I have to, I have to give myself a serious talking. And I think a lot of people will be in that same situation where they know that it's there and they have to have a serious work with themselves to snap out and kind of yeah. get some perspective. It's okay to talk to yourself. Mm. <laughs> it's what I have learned yeah. <laughs> in recent months. It is totally fun, not just because you're alone and self-isolating, but it's okay to talk to yourself and like actually have full-blown conversations with the person inside of you. Yeah. You're in critic. Um, number five. Number five. Uh negative personality i okay. want to refer to negative thinking okay because when i go on a negative spiral it can literally escalate very quickly like this week start of the week i was feeling very anxious about some of my personal stuff that was going mm -hmm. on and i was I just went on a downward spiral. I made myself so anxious. Like I just kept looking for reasons to make myself mm -hmm. anxious. 
And like, I would say I'm a normally, if anyone knows me, like they would say I'm extremely, extremely positive person. I always try to make people um, feel good around me and like leave every room better than when I walked into it. But um, occasionally when I'm by myself, I will have those moments where I will go on a downward spiral and I will just like, if I, I'll get a negative thought and then I'll over obsess and overthink about mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. and I need to get more and more negative. Uh, and it's, I'm not perfect. I mean, it, it literally rarely happens. Like I can't remember the last time it has happened to the level that it happened earlier this week where I was feeling very anxious, but I have to be honest, it still happens. I am a very, very positive person. And the last time this may have happened may have been eight months ago, mm -hmm. but it happened again this week. And it was triggered by something out of my control. And I literally had to be, have a conversation with myself about um, if that is outside of your control, then you can't really do anything about it. You just have to let it go. Like you just need to focus on the things that are in your control uh, because like it's it's irresponsible to rely on external factors and other people to make you happy so like I had to take control and say like you know what what I can take control of let's focus on those things and do those things until the situation gets resolved uh and then whatever happens happens mm. but I did have a moment of a few days where I was feeling particularly negative everybody has that though I think everybody will have that have those moments definitely yeah. i mean i definitely have those sporadically um mm. i don't know i guess mm, it doesn't really happen to me a lot but i do maybe sometimes yeah. catch myself in a moment like that and i just kind of like look back on like the days when i was in a bush in a building mm. in nigeria watching british airways flight flights fly over overhead thinking i just want to get the hell out of here and like i was literally in the middle of a bush and <laughs> so i remember those days and i'm like Okay, let me just take a little look around and snap out and be like, <laughs> I'm no longer there. That's my coping mechanism. It rarely happens, but I think that's something that everybody will deal with at some some stage in their life on, on an yeah. intermittent or consistent basis. Everybody will be able to relate to that, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number five, we've already spoken about this on this podcast, procrastination. Okay. That was okay. the thing for my investment course, not having it perfect not really kind of like not being completely confident in what I was doing. Well, I wouldn't say confident, but not having, um, I don't know, a tangible kind of like affirmation of like, this is spot on. This is perfect. It's yeah. that. So that's definitely one of the key things for me. And that's again, on my learning curve, like you can't have everything perfect. You can't have everything the way you want it. 100% of the time. Like it's yeah. okay to have it at 80% optimal you know output that's fine just get it out so that's definitely one for me and we've already spoken about it. okay yeah i mean procrastination i feel like all of those are so relatable like it would be interesting like if you guys so the listeners uh or the viewers of the youtube videos if you went through that list we would love to hear what which ones you pick but i'm sure there'll be a lot of overlaps because mm -hmm. it's so human like mm -hmm. behavior there's such classical human mistakes that we all do yet they can if you do too much of them they can literally result in you failing in whatever mm -hmm. you want to achieve 
like it's okay to do a bit of procrastinating it's okay to have moments of being negative but if i think what the author is always saying is if you do too much of any of those things then you are setting yourself up for failure and we don't want that so absolutely the number six my number six is having one or more of the six basic fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by six basic fears, if you give me a second. Okay, so the six basic fears that the author was talking about are, again, very human. The fear of poverty, number number one. Fear of criticism. Fear of ill health. Fear of loss of love, fear of old age, fear of death. I have definitely had multiple ones of those in even in the last week, probably maybe like in, not in the last week necessarily, but like in the last few months. Fear of poverty, a hundred percent. I have been there, been that, like done that. Um, fear of criticism, yes. Like before starting my blog last year. I was very much self-aware around publicizing my opinions, speaking publicly or sharing my opinions publicly and what would others think of what I say, what I do. Uh, and this is only something I have recently embraced to like own it. Like whether people are happy or not, that is my journey. That is my opinion. They're allowed to have theirs. Uh, fear of your health. I think we could all relate to this with COVID <laughs> where we are all scared for our health right now. So, um, definitely a most very common one fear of loss of love like that can look in um look like many different forms and shapes i think you can take many different forms and shapes for everyone that can be if you're a child some people may not have so attentive parents that you 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 may feel that they don't love you if you are an adult that may be your partner leaving you or um even just not being loved by your friends or not being loved by society. Like, I think it's a very, very present thing. Um, So that's definitely something I've experienced. Fear of old age. I just don't want to feel like I have wasted my life. Like, I don't want to look back in 20 years and be like, so what did you do with all this time? So like, I constantly, this is something that every now and then, like the blessing and the curse of having incredible parents is, you look back and you're like, what did they achieve by the time they were my age? And <laughs> it's not a great picture in my case because my parents already had me, my sister, were successfully married and had two businesses at mm-hmm. that age and also owned property. So uh, <laughs> bearing in mind this started from more disadvantaged disadvantage background than I did, like from more disadvantaged position than I did. So that is not a great comparison to have, but that fear of old age and like what it brings and the mm-hmm. fact that it made me like wasted opportunity to embrace my full potential is real. Fear of death, not so much, but again, I just want to live life to the fullest while I'm here. But yeah, that is, I can relate to like most of this on any given day. Yeah, my number six is the same as that really. Um, yeah. And for me, the there are two in particular that stick out for me massively mm-hmm. and that's fear of criticism yeah and i have some very 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 strong views that i'm i'm battling with this even now i have some very very strong views about my industry 
and what they do and the role that they have to play that they fail at woefully in society. Yeah. You know, given all the money that we deal with, given mm. the expertise that we have in dealing with our money, we fail massively at one fundamental societal role and they just don't care. They just don't yeah. care. And yeah. I have very, very strong views about that. And I do want to like, I think I said to you, I was going to like write an article on LinkedIn. I didn't do it because of this. Cause I was thinking, ah, I don't want to rub people up the wrong way, but I do think there's a constructive way of doing it. And um, yeah. that's where I'm heading at the moment with, you know, money intelligence and some of the things mm -hmm. that I'm doing right now to try and do it in a constructive manner. But fear criticism yeah. definitely is at the top. Is one okay. of the top two. My my top one though is fear of poverty. Like got, okay. being homeless again is my biggest biggest fear. Like going back to that bush is my biggest biggest fear. That mm -hmm. is not even an option for me. Like those are the, those are my main drivers. Really, that is a big driver for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, fear of old age. I'm forty, I guess. I definitely look back at it now and think, oh my God, I wish I did this when I was 25. And that's, again, one of the reasons why I started my podcast, Conversation of Money, and mm -hmm. the YouTube channel, Conversation of Money, because from a financial money, monetary point of view, given what I know and given what I do, given my expertise, I want to essentially accelerate the epiphany that I had for other people who are in their 20s so they don't make stupid financial mistakes. And they use the money yeah. that they earn whilst they're young to give them a good pot of money when they're 40 that people yeah. thrive and and work extremely hard to build just by making some small adjustments whilst you're 20 you're not thinking about it and you have the benefit of it later in life so yeah i i'm definitely with you on uh on that one uh that's that was my number six as well yeah what is your number seven number seven uh for me is number seven no, number 16 on the list, which is over-caution. Just okay. being a little bit, and I think this ties into the whole procrastination thing. It's all yeah. interconnected. A little bit yeah. of like, oh, I don't know if I, you know, not being over-cautious in making that decision and just being a bit more oh, decisive. But again, we've talked about this in previous episodes. I think there is, and I would love to see a study on this, I think there is a huge impact of the household that, and the environment that you grew up in that, that yeah. dictates this trait in people. Oh, I'd love to see a study in it. Oh, that would be so interesting. I 100% agree. This would be so related to the environment you... It naturally, it's impossible not to be related to the environment you grew up in. Um, I actually also had it on my list, but for a different reason. Mm -hmm. I think for me... Remember when I said, like, I really have to be very careful with how I make decisions. And I think that stems out from, I moved to the UK when I was 19 by myself. It was a foreign country that I had never been to. And all of a sudden, from having my whole close, big family around me, I went to knowing no one being the country that speaks a foreign language. Yes, I had a certain level of English when I came here. Still, it wasn't my first language, so it was still very uncomfortable to like go and have to deal with student administration or mm -hmm. go and have to deal with student maintenance, whatever it may be, in English. And even though I spoke English, there is that barrier initially to like get over it. And I think you do go into survival mode 
whether you want it or not, mm-hmm. because you're like, okay, we need to make success out of it. There is no way back. Like we are here now. You're mm-hmm. here for like four years. You have to adjust to everything new, like by yourself as well. Like there is no safety net. And I spoke about this when we were on your podcast about the financial safety net as well. You do not have that safety net, whether it's emotional safety net, whether it's um, financial safety net, you do not have that. And when you don't have it, being away from your family or coming from a poorer country to be in a richer country, but things are more expensive mm-hmm. and you still have the same small budget, um, you have to be more cautious about the choices you make and like the decisions you make because that safety net is not there. Yes, now I have a certain amount of savings and I can afford to be a bit more, um, to take more risks in certain areas, but that wasn't always the case. That's always, that's been the case in the last two years. Before mm-hmm. that, it was very much like the next decision you make could mean you're homeless or mm-hmm. could mean you have to go back to Bulgaria and that's not an option. That's just, mm-hmm does not exist so like even going to Bulgaria would cost me money (laughs) it was always like your one decision away from um being homeless or like being a failure should we say even being a failure so being over cautious comes with that when your safety net is not there I think it gives you a different sense of how cautious you need to be about the way you go about life yeah I can definitely relate I can definitely relate to that Absolutely. I mean, I came back when I was 17, just 18 with 50 quid. We had yeah. nowhere really to go. I rocked up on my foster parents' doorstep thinking, hoping that they would live at the same address. Luckily, they did. And yeah, um, yeah so I can definitely relate to that. Absolutely. So yeah. we are on number eight. My number eight is, uh, this is a funny one. Uh, the habit of, it's tw- number 21 on the list. It's the habit of indiscriminate spending. That has definitely been an issue for me in the past. And um, yeah, it's one that I've now managed to kind of like curb. I know my triggers. I know that I'm very, very impulsive. I don't put myself in situations where um, I can be tempted to spend money. And I definitely have a, a more of a, a thorough thought process when it comes to purchases. Actually, I can't actually remember the last time I actually bought clothes, if I'm completely honest. Okay. And if anybody knows me, that if five, six years ago, nah, I'll be balling out of control, shopping. <laughs> it's how I ended up buying like a pair of trainers for a thousand pounds. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> we're glad, we're glad. <laughs> uh, I actually also had that on my list, but it's based on, as I said, uh, the need to have safety nets and mm-hmm. being in a place where previously I didn't have one. And mm-hmm. I didn't have one as a result of me spending as if there is no uh, bad situations that can happen to me because I'm invincible mm-hmm. uh, and I will never need a safety financial net. And mm-hmm. life taught me a hard lesson that you do. So <laughs> uh, that definitely made me reconsider like how I spend money, how I budget, how I manage mm-hmm. it. So that was my life lesson. But I definitely like, I think when I got my first job and Throughout my uni years, my budget was not very generous. I think I had something like a hundred to a hundred before I started working, um, like and was able to earn a bit more. My original student budget when I moved to the UK was something 
like I want to say like a hundred pounds a month mm-hmm. which is not a lot like mm-hmm. in the UK and I had to eat out and obviously like just being a student so mm-hmm. that's like pot, of- that's pot noodle money like literally <laughs> noodle <laughs> it is a lot of jacket potatoes pasta uh, <laughs> tomatoes to mm-hmm. yes, very efficient very efficient uh and yeah that was my original budget to then going to obviously like my first graduate job and all of a sudden having like a full-blown salary like I just got too comfortable as I said mm-hmm. and my spending I didn't know anything about finance and how to budget I knew I should budget but I didn't know how so I was doing what you did so I would yeah. just go shopping every weekend and I was like what who needs that many clothes mm-hmm. to go shopping Every weekend, and when I say shopping, I mean I would come home with like bags and bags. bags of- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enough days in the week to wear all the clothes I was buying. Yeah. Yet <laughs> I was going shopping every weekend. So, and that was like a habit that I like, carried on even after I moved to London and maybe I stopped buying so, so many clothes. But then I was just spending on going out without like thinking. So that is definitely like something I have done and can relate to. I'm yeah. so glad for me to it. <laughs> yeah. So number nine, what's your number nine penultimate? Wait, are we not at ten? I feel like we are at ten. I'm at number nine. Have I missed? Have I missed one or something? Well, I've, I'm at number nine because oh, I'm ticking oh, them I off the missed, list. Sorry, I'm sorry. I have missed one. I have skipped one earlier. I'm just ah. being a never mind. I'll get back to it in a bit. Um. So my next one was. Wrong selection of vocation. Okay. And I'm saying that... You're killing it, though. What are you talking about? You're absolutely killing it. (laughs) Wrong selection of vocation. Come on. What were you supposed to be? Tell me. I'm interested. I think it's like, maybe when I... So, as I said, when I was applying for graduate jobs, I didn't necessarily know what to get into or I wasn't getting, like... um, It was tough to get a graduate job at the time. And without a lot of experience, work experience in the UK was even harder because any work experience from Bulgaria does not count in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I basically only had a year or two of part-time jobs that were on my CV when I started applying for graduate jobs, which wasn't impressive compared to my English um, like university friends mm-hmm. who had been working since they were 16 and had mm-hmm. like eight years of work experience by the time they graduated from uni mm-hmm. uh, so that compared to everything like in addition to everything else meant that I got into my first graduate job was a commercial role so mm-hmm. you got me sales and I think sales absolutely taught me so many valuable lessons uh, and the graduate scheme that I was on was probably one of the best graduate schemes out there it was so good we get we got so much training like all the skills were in, um, easily transferable across the industries so it was extremely valuable but that is how I got into sales and sales wasn't necessarily maybe something that was on top of my list of mm-hmm. jobs that I wanted to do but then equally I don't know what else was on that list to be honest I was a bit confused of what I wanted to do after university and I think that was a blessing and the curse of doing business management because mm-hmm. yes you open a lot of doors for you but then you finish uni and you're like so what do I do now like do I do project management do I do supply chain like I don't know like what do I do um so I got into a commercial role and then I stuck with sales for like good few years before I moved into like 
media and partnerships and like marketing. Um, and I think maybe I could have got into marketing faster and then maybe okay. more than I am now. Okay. Uh, because even at uni, I remember when I was studying marketing, I was like, this is really interesting. I actually really enjoyed that. But then I went on into commercial roles for a good few years and did more like sales oriented roles or business development oriented roles, which by all means have given me so many valuable skills now that other people that have just been in marketing, uh, which is genuinely a more internally facing role compared to sales. Mm -hmm. um, so I see how many valuable skills it's given me, but maybe if I had gone into marketing earlier, um, I'm maybe even further ahead in my career. That's yeah. going to be yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Okay. So my number nine is actually closely tied into the last one, actually. And it's probably the it's probably the, the anchor in which the last one sits and defines and embeds itself into my personality. And okay. my number nine is number 28 on the list, egotism okay. and vanity. Because oh, when I was buying... Oh, no, 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 no. Trust me. When I was yeah. buying those trainers for a thousand pounds, I was not thinking about my 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 bank balance necessarily i was thinking these are going to look so sick like people mm. are going to know that these are some expensive trainers when i was buying you know rolexes like oh people are going to know that this is a rolex like you know that that egotism and that vanity again it's one of those things that again you try and check i think as a guy you're always going to have that level of egotism i think it's important to make sure that it's not something that is negative and has a negative impact on your on your daily dealings on yes. your finances and certainly on the way that you actually deal with people one-on-one -on -one. because sometimes that egotism can be very very brash it can be very outlandish you know that's where they call it the bravado right everybody yes. wants to be an alpha and that can yes. often stifle collaboration and all this kind of stuff so yeah yeah okay i didn't expect that but it makes total sense now that you said it I, this is really funny because <laughs> my last one is um, very relevant to the week I've had. <laughs> mm -hmm. Go on. Yeah. Somehow, it was in the middle of my list and somehow I skipped it while I was reading through it. Not uh -huh. on And now it's ended being my final point to make, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is the wrong selection of a partner in life. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> destiny i'm telling you uh the universe is talking to us uh, i think <laughs> this is huge like um i cannot emphasize how impactful it is to people to pick properly the closest person to you in your mm. life um and how aligned they need to be with your vision with your moral compass uh, and with to understand in general like what would it take to achieve what you want to achieve and mm -hmm. like can they actually support you on that journey mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people like the idea of someone who is successful someone who uh, has achieved a lot has an amazing resume would look great in front of the parents but they don't um, like the work that is required to sustain them. Exactly. The minute you say you have to work on the weekends or you're doing stuff towards your dreams um, after your nine to five, people usually come out with comments like, 
but shouldn't you be relaxing? Rest is also important, which is fine. Like I think it's important for the people in your life to bring balance in your life. But I think if there's too much of it, you need to start thinking like, are they as invested in your progress as you mm-hmm. are? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they understand really what it takes to achieve those extraordinary things? Uh, or are they just a spectator from afar? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have their own personal goals so that they are working on so they can relate to it? This just, those are just some of the things um, that come into it. But I also think like, as we said, People in your life that are negative or unsupportive have, whether you like it or not, over a course of time, will have a negative impact on... Radiators and drain pipes. Yep, we're back to radiators and drain pipes. And when it comes to your partner, which in most cases is the person you spend the most time with, that is even more valid than ever because you do not want to be in a relationship where you have to be less of yourself or you have to like dim yourself down so they're comfortable it's just it's a necessary waste of energy and i think we can talk that can be a podcast of its own but i think that will be one of the major causes why a lot of people fail Mm -hmm. and why um i haven't necessarily picked always the right partners in the past uh I'm sorry if this upsets anyone. There have been great people, but haven't necessarily understood the vision. So mm-hmm. um, that is definitely something that maybe if I had the right person next to me, maybe I would have progressed even further because two is a team, two brains think better than one. Yeah. I'm very self-motivated and very self-driven. But in that, like, what was, there is this thing, which is, I can't remember it now, but it's something like when we are like I'm a, oh, I'm a move. I'm a force by myself, but we are a movement when we're together. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. Like I'm a force by myself, but you could be a movement if it's two mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. So, um, this is everything I have to say on that topic. <laughs> no, I think I think you're absolutely right. Look, the person, the closest person to you, has to be a radiator. You cannot afford to have a drain pipe. You just cannot, like sucking all the energy sucking all the positivity not working towards a particular goal like and i don't think it's necessarily true that the person has to be on the exact same drive as you are but at least be willing to support you in whatever fashion is necessary that's what's really important and for them just to be positive and encouraging and be willing to push you forward because yeah Mm. you don't want you definitely don't want a drain pipe as your closest up absolutely no who has time for that like kills your enthusiasm literally literally will kill your enthusiasm kill your dreams you just feel like you wasted life for what that's that's an expensive price to pay it Mm -hmm. really really is so i can definitely relate to that one absolutely my -hmm. last one is number i feel like i've gone up and down this list here (laughs) uh actually is number three and that one is a lack of ambition to aim above mediocrity. This kind of comes back to where I kind of like talked about before that you get to a certain level and then you're like comfortable and it's breaking out of that cycle to find that next, that next level. So okay. that's where I am at the moment in terms of, right, what's the next thing? Executing okay. that next thing. And it's not so much, I know what the next thing is. It's right. What's the path to that? Really mapping out that path. So you can be like, boom, I've got my, I know my goal. 
I know exactly what the plan is. Go for it. That's where I am. So that's my that's my number. That's not my number ten. Number three. Okay. Okay. So look, I would love to hear. Well, we would love to hear from you guys. Where do you? What's your top ten? On it's, there's thirty, and trust me, there are there are a couple on here that I looked at and I was like, what really? Um, so it will be interesting to see what you think your top ten are that you've come across in your life. Maybe you either in the past or you're dealing with it right now. Um, let us know. Um, let us know in the comments on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. Let let us know on Facebook because we would love to know what you guys yeah. are wrestling with as well. And um, it's nice to compare notes and you know hopefully learn from each other as we go along. But we are now at that yeah. phase where we need to talk about our goals for next week. So, yeah. Polito, I know you've, you're catching a flight, what, on Thursday? Yes, I'm catching a flight on Thursday. It's a busy week. I It's been so long since I've traveled. I used to be a savvy traveler. So, used to travel so much that packing suitcases used to take me like an hour. I was so <laughs> pro at this and what I need to take. COVID has ruined me. Like, I do not know what to take. And I keep thinking, like, and I shouldn't forget this. I shouldn't forget my passport. I need to remember to take my, like, I need to check in. Like, I feel like I have not traveled for three years. <laughs> mm. uh, so I need to do some packing and I need to get ready uh, to go and spend some family time in the sunshine. But before I do that, um, I still need to do some work. So I, um, I'm going to continue with my courses, with my mm -hmm. online courses. So I want to say I want to get at least one more done before okay. I leave. So, um, one more course. Um, I want to do a bit of work on our podcast, actually. So um, I am going to try to create a community for us online. Okay. So yep, we already yep. have our Facebook page where we hope you're following us. Uh, but we are actually in the process of creating a community where we can get all of these go-getters and overachievers together so we can have real discussions and share like your thoughts on the podcast, hear more about your goals, hear more about what are the 30, like your 10 causes um, that may of failure that may have impacted you, uh, whatever it may be, we want to hear from you. And um I also will just continue with my uh, nutrition and training. So in the last week, actually, I have been doing two to three times a week, two workouts a day. Nice. I'm a bit crazy. Uh, so <laughs> I am going to try to do the same for the next seven days. So I want to do at least twice in the next week so the rest of the days i'll just do one workout mm -hmm. but two days in the next seven days i want to do two workouts a day um so i will continue with that which is time consuming but actually feels amazing and you know what it entertains me during this times where i'm spending most of my time at home i literally mm -hmm. set myself weird challenges like that where i try to <laughs> just beat myself <laughs> yeah in different so keeping it fun, keeping it fun. Cool. What about you? What are you aiming to do in the next week? Okay, so I have a carryover for the charity and the video yep. there. So that's going to go over the next week. Um, it's already scheduled for Thursday, so all things going well. We'll get that knocked out um, and ready to go. Yeah. On the marketing front. So 
that's going to be good. Um, the second thing that I need to do is I need to tap up my contact. So I've got a friend of mine who's a footballer and we had a conversation maybe about three, four weeks ago about the whole financial education within football and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. So um, I need to nail him down to a meeting, basically, okay. speaking about the last three weeks. So that's high on my agenda right now. Um, okay. And first, so that's that's my second one. Yeah. Then third um, on my list is on the theme of this whole financial education piece as well is I would really love to do some work um in uni so i need to kind of find out how i make that happen um so that's just going to be a little bit of research and possibly some emails or phone calls to kind of get a feel for you know contacts and what i need to do to make that happen because i would love to run like seminars for um you know students graduating really uh, going into the world after uni around some financial education, how to invest in the market, how the markets work, that exciting, sexy stuff that they're hearing so much about on IG and, and YouTube. So those are my three things uh, for the next seven days that are important early. to me. Get them right and early before this starts shopping obsessively every weekend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, a lot of these, a lot of them are now hearing about, you know, um, trading and, you know, that's very, very attractive because, you know, it's supposed to be this quick way of making money. But guess what? A lot of the time, all of these traders are often scammers. Um, yeah. So I think by being able to get in there and show them what how the investment markets work, how the stock markets work, how you can build a portfolio and use that to create wealth, I think that's a good thing to do to give mm. them a different perspective, a different thing to look at. Yeah. yeah. So those are my Maybe. three for the week. Those are my three for the week. Um, and I'm sure that we will catch up next Friday. So again, guys, you know, this is your opportunity to write down your two, three, four. You might even have 10. If you've got 10, bloody hell, Jesus. All right, good luck with 10. Um, but if you do have 10, whatever number you have written down, this is where you get to jot it down in your notepad and where you come on the journey with us next week to no, talk about the accountability, accountability circle. What have you achieved? How did you find things? So any also, final words? Go on. Your to -do, list. do not have 10 goals. This is not your to-do list. This is your goals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you cannot have 10 goals for the next week. That's your to-do list, so don't confuse the two. Mm -hmm. uh, realistically, three, four, I would say, max. I mean, if you're really ambitious and you can do a lot, five. But make sure it's on your to-do list. There is a difference between the two. One of them is your daily errands. The other one is moving you closer to your end goal, mm -hmm. whatever that may be. So make sure, like, I think that's something I was really up, up on this week. and quite interesting it's like if i look at someone's diary would their daily to-do list reflect what their goals are mm -hmm. like if they want to lose weight will i see exercise in there or if they uh wanted to uh be better at budgeting will i see them every morning checking their bank statements or like making sure that they put money aside every month like those little things are the ones that actually matter at the end because it's the little things that add up to achieve that big goal. It wasn't just, oh, I did this one thing and all of a sudden I am successful. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, write them down and join us next week. See you soon. Bye.